Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Hello everyone, Happy New Year, <laughs> welcome to 2022 and Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Let's hope it's a bit better or a lot better than 2021 oh, and 2020. Well, it's Surely got to a, be, doesn't it? It's off to a bloody flying start, oh, not. Honestly, what is going on? And you know, well, this is a uh, you know a podcast where we talk a lot about food, but the hospitality industry has mm. again been hit yes. with density limits being uh, knocked back again. And uh, it's you know, just relentless, news. isn't it? It's just it, it's a hard day. So I walk past um, the little um, place on the corner of our shopping centre, mm. and outdoors was about you know eight or nine people eating. Indoors is completely empty. Yeah, and yeah. and coffee up out the front, um, but we're going to become an outdoor eating. Um, uh, society, I yeah, think, but you wouldn't blame, you know, the uh, the hospitality um, industry. For, you know, the 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 owners of these establishments are just wanting to fall down in a screaming heap. Would you, you? wouldn't blame them uh, in the hospitality industry for being very non hospitable mm. about uh, <laughs> everything that's going on in the world. Yeah, but. so let's all be as nice as we can, but. Oh my goodness! It's it's very it's it's hard darts, as you would say. It certainly is. Uh, this uh, program, though, isn't. No, it's, it's fun, and it's brought to you by <laughs> Cheese Links. It's fun and it's frivolous. It is, and uh, you can make cheese. You uh, <laughs> you can. No, you can. It's easier than you, <laughs> you think, Kevin. Can. You can do it in in our kitchen. You can do it in your kitchen. You can do it in anyone's, well, not anyone's kitchen, not anymore. Uh, do it in your own kitchen. Uh, and if you want all the uh, all the doodads that you need mm-hmm. to do it, there's one place to go and that's Cheeselinks, cheeselinks.com.au. That's the website that you'll find out to all sorts of things like, to, you know, what the cheese-making tools are and that's not a description of me, incidentally. <laughs> um, it could be, but there's so uh, many uh, different uh, wonderful pieces of equipment to get yep. you started on your cheese-making journey. All the ingredients except passion, but you'll have that anyway. <laughs> Because exactly. that, that sort of comes with the uh, with it's the It's a creative process. Now, give Janet a call. We're open again uh, for 2022 on 52821984. 52821984. Beauty Nuke. Our guest this week is a member of the Chantuzies. Uh, she's an actress. Um, she's travelled the world. She's done mm. many and different things. And we're going to talk to her about all those things. Her name is Eve von Bibra. What a wonderful lady, too. Oh, she's she's a, a lot of fun. She is a ripper. We've had her on a couple of the other podcasts that we do, The Life of Brian and a few others, and uh, she's just terrific. So well, she's exactly the, the type of guest you need at the moment, just yep. to, to lift the spirits. A little bit of a little ray of sunshine is about <laughs> to join us. Eve von Bibra with us here on Food Bites. Thanks to Cheese Links. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au so happy, uh, happy 2022. And to you. What are you looking forward to most about this year? Oh, so, well, I'm looking forward to the day that I can go over to my sister's house and see my twin nephews, who are eight, mm. who would just keep going, oh, the virus, we can't see anyone. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to going over there and just hanging out and playing with them because they're really the little loves of my life and, and making food with them. I do a little bit of food work with the kids and that's always um, important. Yeah, I think and also just getting back to a new whatever the normal is going to be, but getting there sooner rather than later, I think. Certainly for someone in your industry, um, Eve, it's obviously been really hard yards the the last two years. Have you felt flattened out by it all? Well, it's interesting because I've sort of 
I've called it the whack-a-mole, you know, COVID. Like the first year, yeah. I kind of got it and went, okay, we can do this. We're, um, you know, we're all in isolation or lockdown or whatever. And I've, I um, have an attic at my house and I put my keyboard and guitars up there. And I had a great time because I kind of just went up there and became a kid again and started writing songs and telling stories. And I went, this is great. I love this. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was a really, really interesting time. I guess it was sort of more of a chance to get on the internal journey as opposed to always dealing with people and being out and about and just sort of checking in with myself. And I don't know, I found it really, really fun. Then the next year, not so fun. Um, I don't know. I just, I kind of uh, was helping my mum a lot. So, oh, my mum, she's fantastic. So she's an artist and she lives alone. And she uh, she said, oh, you know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and things. And she decided that she was going to sculpt people that she would like to have conversations with. So, and I have them all sitting on my, I'm selling them for her. They're absolutely gorgeous. But they're people like James Joyce. Rossini, Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, Napoleon, George Sand, all these people that she thought, oh, it would be so fast, fascinating to have a conversation with. So that's sort of what got her through lockdown. And it was big for me to just keep the doors open and communicate with her. So I kind of, you know, felt like she wasn't alone because she, as I said, she lives alone. So that was, I really enjoyed that part of it. But yeah, it has been a really interesting time because just learning about oh, okay, we are just little human beings on this planet and we've all got to just be a bit more, I don't know, respectful and a bit more kind of clock where we're at with yeah. everything and, and everyone. You did, so, you did mention you uh, got a bit creative in the kitchen with, uh, with the little people. How, oh, what, yeah, kind of, what kind of creations? Well, it's your basic creations, I've got to say. Um, nothing too, because I don't know, as a kid, I always thought, oh, avocado vinaigrette was really, you know, exciting. And um, for the boys, I, I, you know, we did pizza cooking and we make the dough and we put all the ingredients on and, um, and rolled sausages, like from minced meat, you know, rolled them and stuff and um, I mean, they would lose interest in after the first five minutes. They go, "Okay, what else does it? Does it is a gaming aspect of this?" <laughs> no, sorry, no, no. It was fun. I enjoyed that. And actually, you know, I had more time, obviously, myself to cook at home. So I did explore a few things. Uh, something you may not know about me um, is that I actually went to cooking school. Yeah. In uh, when I was about eighteen, I went to London. I have a great relationship with England. I love it. I went there and studied acting, and then I had three. Mo- I had a, a one year ticket, so I, I studied acting, and then I had three months left before my ticket went came back to Australia. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll learn how to cook. So out of work actor or whatever, you know, could be good to get a job cooking or whatever. So I found this cooking school you could board at. And I thought, oh, that's good, great, accommodation and cooking. Oh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> so um, it was in Windsor and I got there and what I realised, it was actually a finishing school. I didn't know <laughs> that it was a finishing school. And um, there were all sorts of girls from all parts of the world being right royally finished. And um, <laughs> I, I, I boarded with a girl, another girl from Australia, this gorgeous, fantastic woman. We had a hoot of a time. 
I wouldn't eat any of the food that I learned how to cook. It was all, and that's interesting about, you know, food is that generation-wise the, the flavours and the styles change all the time. Like I was learning how to cook chicken coronation and bavoir, which I still can't do, <laughs> and uh, all sorts of things that I just would not, you know, except for banana flambe. <laughs> yeah. um, I love banana flambe. Oh, who doesn't love setting stuff on fire? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like my hair. So I reckon if you um, did banana flambe with the eight-year-olds, they'd be into that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God, Kev, you're onto it. No, Kevin. <laughs> fire, bananas, yeah. all their favourite things. That's very responsible of you, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I had a hoot of a time there and um, I, you know, forged some really great friendships. And that was one of the things that I was thinking about um, food was that, you know, whenever you are entertaining or eat, it's always with friends or, or meeting new people or gathering a family or, and it's a really lovely thing, isn't it? The, mm. the whole ceremony or tradition of food in that way. Like I, I know I, I met the love of my life at a barbecue. So, you know, I just sort of, I think it's really nice how it brings everyone together and, and especially families and things as well in tradition. You know, for Christmas I had, we're very traditional. I've got three sisters. So we always get together. We have done since we were little kids, um, making the Christmas pudding, making Christmas cakes, ordering, okay, who's doing the groceries for the vegetables and the things for the Christmas day, the turkey, the ham and all of that sort of stuff. And it's a really, I sort of go, oh, my God, can we just do fish or something really simple? But then <laughs> come closer to the day and I go, no, no, we have to have turkey and ham. That's the thing. Yeah, I really love that aspect of food. It's um, My father used to um, bring, we had a farm up in near Hanging Rock. We used to have groups of, masses of groups of friends and family and things, and Dad would get this old iron bed frame and on the springs just layer it with chops and sausages <laughs> over a big fire and then oh, just yeah. cook, you know, and it was fantastic. Really Everyone loved that aspect of, you know, um, the bringing together of people and things and chops would fall on the ground and everyone, and it's like Dad would like, oh, a bit of cold. (laughs) (laughs) So isn't that a wonderful thing about food is that it brings everyone together and keeps you connected. What about when you're on the road with the Shantuzis? Has that been a challenge from a a food point of view because rock and roll food is traditionally not terrifically healthy and good for you. Mm. No. Well, that's right. So I was nicknamed on the road, I was nicknamed the Chippy Monster because <laughs> I we would just, you know, dance. I mean, it was very physical being in the Shantuzis. The, the dancing factor is, you know, was high octane. So um, I would need my carbs. Yeah, I'd just eat chips the whole time. It was terrible, so bad. And as- aspects of, of health and stuff come into it too. So and the girls, my other sisters, my other three sisters being the Shantuzi girls, they had, you know, taught me a lot about food and the importance of healthy food or organic food and all that sort of side of things, which I didn't really know about because I came from, you know, the farm, the butter, the cream, mm. the everything. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it was, it was always a challenge. But, you know, we ended up in the end, bringing our own Tupperware with carrots and celery sticks and, you know, all the healthy things. But then go to the bar at night and yeah. <laughs> drink yourself too. So, you know, what, what, I don't know. It was sort of 
that, you know. But you've got to have a, a guilty pleasure now and then, don't you, Eve? I mean, if, if you could choose, totally. I mean, are you, a, are you a sweet tooth? Mm, I used to be. See, it's mm. all evolving. I used mm. to be. so, And then the health aspect. So in 2003, I had a stroke and um, that changed everything for me in terms of um, like I lost my eyesight and my movement and so I'm very lucky to get all that back. But I had to reassess. And it wasn't because of my diet. It was because it was more just learning to look after myself but in a different way and food is a really important part of that. I, I mean, food's... I've always thought food was, you know, fabulous and delicious, but also a bit of like fuel. But then there's this whole other layer of knowledge of food in terms of, you know, you've got to have this type of, you know, vitamins and these sort of things that look after you within the food kind of aspect. So I learned to have more of a savoury tooth. So I don't, um, I don't do the sweets anymore. I do enjoy, but um, no, I learned I sort of develop more of a savoury palate, you might say. So are you a, you a get-up-in-the-morning uh, bowl of cereal breakfast person, bacon and eggs breakfast person? What, are, what are you, How do you start your day? <laughs> well, I start my day with um, my partner and I have changed. That's also through COVID. We mm. start with a nice cup of tea in the morning and then we, we launch onto coffee. <laughs> and coffee is the aspect of – if I'm in the country, though, I'll only have tea probably – and a biscuit or, you know, something like that or a nice sort of um, cheese and biscuit or something. But then if I'm in the city, it's coffee all the way. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a location thing. A, a stroke is a very life-changing event, Eve. So so how has it, in what other ways, has it changed your, your lifestyle? Um, well, initially it, everything was just locked down. I was working um, in the film industry at the time yeah, it was very challenging because I was going to work with an eye patch on and um, sort of had all the pirate jokes, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all that sort of stuff. I, I just had to go to work, come home, eat a really good meal, go to bed. And it, a sleep was a really big factor of that. I learned to meditate. Top, actually, gorgeous, my gorgeous girlfriend, Dottie, she taught me how to meditate. And that was really healing. And I had, for the first year or so, I had massage a lot because it was, it felt like everything internally needed to be reconnected, um, which is a hard thing to explain, but it just that's how it felt for me. So, yeah, it wasn't until about five years later that I started feeling, okay, uh, this is good. I can sort of get back to going out and venturing to being a lot more social because I love you know, my friends and communicating with them. So that was a big aspect. But um, And also being around people who take energy as opposed to giving energy. I had to sort of monitor that a lot. I'm quite an energised person and then I love to connect and all that sort of stuff. So that was something I really had to change within. Um, but, yeah, the food food aspect of that was more clean food, I think, yeah. was what I was after and things that were going to just sort of um, – be gentle with me. Yeah. Are you a meat eater or not? Well, I used to eat a lot of meat. My grandfather had a farm in Tasmania. We would go down there all the time and he would, you know, kill the meat on the farm and grow all the vegetables. And that was another aspect of, you know, just loving food and what it, how it brings us together. He would, when we arrived at the farm, he would give us all a, a basket each and he'd go, all right, go out and pick the berries. <laughs> And he said, but I'll be there and you all have to whistle while you're picking. 
Because <laughs> have you ever tried to eat anything while you're asleep? That's smart. Yeah. Hey, smart man. Um, yeah. So, um, and he would have, he grew all the berries, like Logan berries, gooseberries, oh, raspberries, yeah. strawberries, oh, yeah. blueberries, everything. And then, you know, my grandmother would make a pie out of it or jam or something. So it was all of that stuff that I grew up. And, yes, so I ate meat then. But um, as I've got older, I've eaten, I ate less. And that's not so much a diet thing. That's just I just don't feel good after eating a lot of meat. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Are you a fussy eater? No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> if I, you know, if I'm if I'm hungry, so I'm contradicting myself all the time. If I'm hungry and I just, I mean, it's so hard. I want to be this altruistic sort of person who's has this idea about, oh, yes, and I only, and, you know, yak milk from the <laughs> Himalayas and, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. And it's all organic and stuff. Mm. And it's like if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat something, yeah. whatever it is. So um, unless it's awful or, you know. Ah, mm. there you go. Yeah, yeah, I'm no. not. Bit of brains no. or a... I don't know. <laughs> you, you like all that? Oh, no. 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 My generation knew, ate a lot of awful brains and, and tripe and stuff pig's like that. Pig's trotters. Yeah, no. And I, oh, pig's trotters. Yeah. No, I can't, I can't even think about it. It makes me want to... Vol- it actually makes me feel mm. sick thinking of the stuff that my parents used to make yeah. me eat. But, you know, what were they thinking when they said, <laughs> oh, I know, we'll go down, we'll kill that thing and we'll get all the guts? Because mm. that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yep. or the of tongue course. or the yes. testicles. Oh, my or, God, yeah. that's what, yeah. I always remember at my grandfather's farm they had uh, these enormous plates and then on it would be this tongue <laughs> and it would literally be lipping over the side of the uh, plate and I, I have no yeah. idea how they ate that. Uh, no idea. No. <laughs> hey, no, Eve, no. if you were, you, you were going to hold a, a dinner party and you could invite anybody you liked, dead or alive, who'd be on your list? Okay, well, I have thought about this, and it's all women, and not, you know, but I just sort of thought they're all singers, and it would be Carole King, Joni Mitchell, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, Nina Simone, and Eartha Kitt. Oh, wow, what a lineup. Because, yeah, no, because all those women, I grew up with those, the songs of those women, and I feel like they, um, they informed me and taught me, you know, em- emotionally and and um, on all sorts of levels how to. And on that note, I guess I should include ABBA. Interesting. No, but they great songwriters, and yeah. you know, um, those women. I really kind of feel um, their songs shaped people. Like they really. Informed people and uh, very interesting and uh, and sassy and you know independent and strong and but you know not afraid to be vulnerable and all that sort of stuff and I just I love that aspect of all of those women. Hey, the Shantuzis are a, the, the Shantuzis are a twosome now. It's you and Ali. So what are, are you got? You got plans for twenty twenty two for lots of shows well, and we stuff. Do we do? We have a lot of we have a lot of gigs. Um, we well, you know, hoping that they all happen. But we are we are playing. February is very busy. In fact, most weekends. So um, and they're all on our website, theshantuzies.com. But yeah, we are really hoping that everybody is just able to get out and kind of be together. You mm. know, because that's the one thing that I feel we really everyone's really missing is that that connection 
Mm. Humans need to do that, I think. Yeah. Unless they're in the attic playing music. Yeah, I was going to say, what, <laughs> about all, what about all the stuff you've been writing and stuff in the attic? Is that going to see the light of day as a Shantuzzi's well, material? Or? Um, it, I don't know if it's the Shantuzzi's material. It's very, and that's the other thing that Ali and I are working on is just, okay, how do we move forward and what are we looking like in terms of our music and, and things and what we do. But that stuff that um, the attic is probably more an EVB project. Yeah. So, um, you know, if we go into another lockdown, it'll be out sooner rather than <laughs> yeah. later, yeah. <laughs> I imagine. And we've got to ask you about the <laughs> acting. Uh, are you still interested in doing more of that or is, is, is that foot in the, in the rack? <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think um, no, the acting I will leave to, you know, other people. I, I really enjoy, like, um, facilitating and making things happen. And that's, you know, I've worked on Rockwiz, the show Rockwiz for yep. like 13 years. I've booked all the bands and things and worked with Chris Lilly on his shows. And, and I love that aspect of helping bringing something together. And the acting was great, but I think I prefer being behind the camera, not in front of yeah. the camera. Did did Shane yeah. Jacobson do that to you? Did Kenny did Kenny put you off acting? <laughs> no, not at all. I loved being in that project, involved in that project. That was that was an extraordinary project and time. And that was just after I'd had my stroke. So that was um yeah, it was a really great time because we filmed over three years, yeah. um, that film, two and a half, three years. So it was sort of grabbing weekends and moments and um, where everyone was free and things. So it was, yeah, it was great. It was a great, great project. And I think, you know, I could just go, that's full stop. Thank you very much. Yeah, pretty pretty good to one to have on the CV, isn't it? Well, it is. It, it was. And it was a great experience, as I said. You know, I was working with... Um, with those those guys, so Clayton, the the director, I worked at Ghost Pictures with him, and um, he just came in and said, you know, so um, you're the only one who could really love my brother in the way that I want. No, 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 I'm just I, I'm behind. He goes, no, no, you, you, you are the one. So all right. Um, so yeah, I, I was really lucky, and it was a great project. It was really fun to work on. Yeah. Hey, um, Eve, we usually wrap up by asking our guest, and I reckon you're a perfect person to ask because you've got background and training and all of that. Do you have a kitchen or a cooking tip to give us? Oh, la, la. Um, I, um, <laughs> hmm, do I have a... Um, we'll always whistle when you're cooking. <laughs> Not polite to eat while you're... No, I think, you know, go with your instinct. Instinct cooking is, is I think, I try recipes and I just go, oh, what is a pound and a yeah. thing and a what? Um, so, yeah, I go by my instincts but um, and keep a clean kitchen. Yeah. Clean kitchen's a good kitchen, I think. Hey, look, it's been a treat that, having a chat with you. Thank, Likewise. Thank, thank you. you both so much for asking. No, our pleasure. And good luck for 2022. Let's hope you and Ali do get out there and you do get to do plenty of Shantuzzi's music and, and all the other stuff that you're involved in. Thank you. Fingers crossed. Thanks so much, guys. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au
Yeah. All righty. Now we uh, thank Eve for her time. Thank you. That and, was that was a lot of fun. And for a bright uh, and happiness that she brings to every room she walks into. She's terrific. Yeah, you can't help uh, but um, but smile when you speak to her, to Eve. And when you see her there, she's she's smiling equally as well. Absolutely. You know, there's there's plenty in life to smile about. There is. To be happy about. Now, well, what I wanted to talk about, because we don't have a Friday food poll. We will, there will be one up on the uh, Facebook page this week, this mm, Friday. And it's going to knock your socks off. It's it, it, and it will lead beautifully <laughs> into the guest on our next on episode yep. two for uh, for this year. Uh, but uh, I wanted to talk in lieu of a, uh, a Friday food poll about some of the things that I've been reading about the trends for twenty twenty two and the dinner box phenomenon, which obviously sparked by the the pandemic and people wanting you know an easy dinner delivered in a box. But not just the bit of chicken, the chips and and the little lob of gravy and whatever. Mm. Now you're actually getting proper meals and they're doing tutorials yes. to go with them and you can see how to prepare them properly. Yeah, people are putting a lot more effort into it and they've become quite uh, swish and quite impressive, haven't they, the, the array of uh, items on offer. And I guess had we not been through this lockdown process, we may not have been inspired as such to to come up with such wonderful uh, alternatives. Yeah, Providor is one of the ones, and that's uh, our mate Shane, yeah. uh, who was on the podcast there at the what the start of last year, yeah. I think it was when we had Shane on. Um, uh, now through Providor, what they're doing now is they are doing these tutorials. So you actually mm. you get a really good meal, a beautiful meal, mm. uh, and then instead of just sort of you know slopping it together like I would do, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, Kevin is the world's biggest like, slopper, that's for sure. Well, 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 when food arrives at the front door, it's there to be. Eaten. Yeah, and no, Kevin eat, doesn't eat care now. about the aesthetics. No. He just cares about getting it in his guts. Correct. It goes, it goes, whoosh, boom, and, and it go. all tastes the same. Uh, so that's uh, that's one thing that I reckon has been one. Yeah. If we want to take a little uh, ray of sunshine out of it, that's our our, our sort of home delivered food is mm, going to be a lot boxes. better. And the other thing that uh, that I didn't think uh, that uh, people in restaurants would actually enjoy, and uh, a Sydney chef has actually talked about the fact that uh, his his uh, restaurant in Sydney. Had a capacity of 34 seats. It's now, because of COVID, down to 15. Mm. But he loves it. Yeah, yeah, because of the intimacy. And and the fact that he's got such great contact with, the, you know, uh, the the ability to actually talk to the people. More one-on-one interaction. The noise and all the yes. other things. So yeah. that, that actual intimate dining in a restaurant is not something you've and been able to do. not having to compete with one another. Yeah, or the music in the background yeah. or all the other things that, yeah. uh, that are going on. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for intimate dining, yep. Kevin. And Luke Mangan, uh, who, of course, is, we've had on the podcast as yeah. well, uh, he uh, did a little piece uh, about some of the ingredients that are going to be hot oh, in 2022. And some of them, yoghurt, you know, can make a wonderful yoghurt with Janet uh, from Cheese Things. Oh, yogurt yeah, maker. yes, you can. But <laughs> different flavoured yoghurts. Now, these are going to be big, yoghurts and, and labna, which um, can be a great accompaniment to many dishes. Okay, I have a question. Yeah, you uh, make. What's labna? Uh, well, you can't l- labna. Yeah, what is it? You can't. I think it's Lebanese, but don't quote me on that. But you, oh. you make it. Uh, it's like a, a a yogurt, and you squeeze it through a muslin cloth, and you get nice big chunks of uh, yogurty goodness. I have seen it now. I didn't know what it was when I was yeah, reading. Yeah, but some of the the, the flavours in yogurt. You know, we've taken a step up. You might have um, wasabi, lemongrass, artichoke yogurt, oh. horseradish. Oh. 
And it gives even the most mundane meals a beautiful that's kick a, up the bum. That's a typographical error. That's uh, artichoke. It's not artichoke. It's but that's, <laughs> that's what to keep an eye out for. Yeah, the other things that will be coming. And the, uh, the other thing that uh, I reckon is really interesting is that uh, Luke Mangan reckons Aussies are now actually uh, really in, uh, embracing the one meat-free meal each yes, week. Yes, yes, plant-based dining. In fact, I saw on uh, social media the other day someone who was looking for uh, actual meat mints the real deal, and because of the uh, supply, yes, the supply issue in the supermarkets, all he yep. could find was plant mints. So we thought, well, I'm going to give this a try. I got nothing to lose. He said he was actually pleasantly surprised. I would think if you did that to me here at home, mm. I would not know that it was no. That it was, it's like anchovies, isn't it? Yeah. If you don't know it's there or you don't actually do, you know, a mm. Quincy and do a forensic examination yeah. on yeah. it, um, you, you'll eat it and go, actually, that's nice. Yeah. It's a terrific um, – when you consider that people will say, but why would, uh, say, a vegan, for example, want to eat something that is like meat? But veganism isn't just about eating plant foods. It's about being compassionate to animals. Oh, yeah. So you might still like the taste of meat, but you just don't want animals to die for it, your, uh, <laughs> for it doesn't your mean, meal. It doesn't mean you don't walk past someone with a hamburger and go, God, that looks good. Absolutely. Yeah. They can still want that, but this is just an alternative way of getting that uh, yeah. meat flavour into your life. And, and to be honest, if you can get that taste, which it's only of recent times that they, mm. they've got to that point where, you know, five, ten years ago, it tasted like uh, oh, you might have well been eating this desk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, it didn't have taste, but they've they've actually uh, worked on it really hard and got it to a point now where it was, you know, Laurie Atlas found out uh, the plant-based mints well, was I think, um, good. It was actually Linda McCartney who was the driving force. Yeah, she was. In the early Still days, uh, behind um, plant-based meat meals. Yep. Yep, and still is. Uh, hmm. still They've come a long way. Very big company uh, these days. Now, that uh, that's our program uh, for this week. Mm. hope you've enjoyed it. hope you've had a bit of fun. Well. hope you enjoyed Eve. <laughs> uh, and uh, we look forward to our next edition of uh, uh, Food Bites with Jane Clifton. Yes, do you remember now? Does the name ring a bell? Of course, of course, of course. Oh, well, I've known Jane for a long time because I was playing her songs back in the mid-70s when mm. she was in a band called Stiletto. Oh, wow, that's long, going back. Long I before Never for jo- Jojo's F and the yeah, Falcons. She had a terrific song out called Bluebirds. Check yeah. it out. Also uh, an illustrious song. acting career as well. She's a woman of many talents. Now, she was a Gaffney in... Uh, Margot. Margot Gaffney. Margot Gaffney in Prisoner. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, I, I won't tell Jane this, we had a... Uh, we had a Eng- my English teacher in Year 9 was a lady called uh, Bridget Gaffney. Oh, yeah. We used to call her Margot. Margot. <laughs> she was a scary character, <laughs> wasn't she? <laughs> uh, so Jane Clifton will join us on the next Food Bites. We look forward to that. Don't forget Cheese Links, cheeselinks.com.au or give Janet a call on 52821984. Open for business in 2022 as we are and we'll see you next time. I hope so. What do you mean? Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.